Good evening, everybody. This is Nurse Anna coming to you from nursestudy.net. Today we're going to be talking about sickle cell anemia. Sickle cell anemia is a form of anemia that is inherited. In this condition, there is not an adequate number of healthy red blood cells to transport enough oxygen to your organs and tissues. Usually, red blood cells are concave in appearance. Because of their shape, the cells are flexible and they can move easily throughout your body via blood vessels. In sickle cell anemia, the red blood cells become shaped like sickles or crescent moons. And when this happens, they become sticky and they become rigid, causing the red blood cells to become stuck in small blood vessels. As this happens, blood flow is blocked or slowed, depriving the body of the oxygen that it needs. Currently, there is no cure for sickle cell anemia. The gene is actually more common in families from Africa, Saudi Arabia, Caribbean islands, Mediterranean, and South and Central America. In the United States, sickle cell anemia most commonly affects African American families. Causes. A genetic mutation is the cause of sickle cell anemia. The hemoglobin caused by sickle cell anemia is sticky, has a sickle shape, and is rigid. The sickle gene is passed genetically from generation to generations. This is important. Both parents must be a carrier of the defective gene to pass it to their child. This is known as an autosomal recessive inheritance. However, if only one parent has the gene, the child will have the sickle cell trait. Patients with sickle cell anemia trait make both normal hemoglobin and sickle cell hemoglobin. Although the blood may contain some sickle cells, patients usually do not exhibit any symptoms but they are still a carrier of the disease. So they can pass this defective gene to their children in the future. So to kind of give you an example of how this would work, if two people with the sickle cell anemia trait have a child, this is how the breakdown would be. There would be a 25% chance of having a child without the trait and with normal hemoglobin. There is a 50% chance to have a child of whom will be a carrier of the sickle cell anemia trait. And then there's a 25% chance of having a child with sickle cell anemia. Signs and symptoms. Signs and symptoms of sickle cell anemia manifest as early as two to four months of age, and they can include anemia, as we know. Sickle cells are fragile and they break apart easily. So if we think about it, normal red blood cells live for approximately 120 days. 120 days, okay? Sickle cells only live for about 20 days. So that's about 100 days less. The shortage of red blood cells will cause anemia. Without an adequate amount of red blood cells, the body will not get enough oxygen. And this can result in shortness of breath, dizziness, headaches, cold extremities, and pallor. Pain. Sickle cell crisis is when the patient experiences periodic episodes of pain. 
The sickle-shaped red blood cells impede blood flow through the small blood vessels in the abdomen, chest, joints, etc., causing the pain. The pain can last for hours or weeks and can vary in intensity. If the pain is severe enough, the patient will need to be hospitalized. Hand-foot syndrome. Swollen feet and hands may be the first signs in babies for the sickle cell crisis or syndrome. Infection. The spleen, which is an organ that fights infection, may become damaged by sickled cells. Growth delays. Sickle cells rob the patient's body of the much-needed oxygen and nutrients necessary for growth. Visual challenges. The blood vessels that supply the eye can become blocked by sickle cells. Fever. This can be due to damage done to the spleen. Jaundice is another thing we would see with sickle cell. Complications. Well, strokes. Sickle cells can block blood flow to the brain. Uh, there's something called acute chest syndrome. And this occurs with an infection in the lungs or by sickle cells blocking blood vessels in the lungs. And at this point, the patient can experience shortness of breath, chest pain, and fever. Pulmonary hypertension. This usually occurs more in adults than children. Skin ulcers. Blocked blood vessels due to sickle cells can cause open sores. Blindness. Eventually, the blocked blood cells in the eye can cause blindness over time. Organ damage. Organs that are chronically deprived of oxygen and nutrients due to sickle blood, red blood cells. Over time, these nerves and organs in the patient, including the spleen, liver, and kidneys, become damaged, and this can become fatal. Gallstones. Because blood cells have a shorter lifespan in sickle cell anemia, remember that 20 days compared to the 120 days for healthy red blood cells, the breakdown of the blood cells produces bilirubin, and a high level of bilirubin can lead to gallstones. Preaprism. This can lead to impotence. Diagnosis. Well, diagnosis is made by a blood test to check for hemoglobin S. Now, hemoglobin S, you can remember for NCLEX because the S will stand for sickle cell for you guys. So this is a defective form of hemoglobin that's indicative of sickle cell anemia. In the United States, this test is part of the routine newborn screening. Adults and older children may also be tested. Microscopic examination may also be done to check for sickle cell anemia. Amniotic fluid could be tested to check for the sickle cell trait in the unborn baby. If the child carries a sickle cell gene, a genetic counselor may be referred to speak and educate the patients. Medications and treatments. The only potential cure for sickle cell anemia is a bone marrow transplant. Not only does this procedure involve serious risk, but finding a, diff a donor can be difficult. Therefore, Avoiding a sickle cell crisis is the goal of treatment, along with preventing complications and relieving symptoms. Medications given to the patient with sickle cell anemia include antibiotics. It is possible that children as young as two months of age may be given antibiotics such as penicillin and continue with this medication until five years of age to prevent infections such as pneumonia. Pain relievers. Hydroxuria, usually taken daily and reduces the frequency or, or of the crisis 
and the need for blood transfusions. Vaccinations. Vaccinations are highly recommended to prevent disease. Blood transfusion. This measure actually will increase the normal red blood cells in the patient, improving the overall circulation. It is important to watch, however, for iron buildup since giving blood can increase the iron level in the patient. The patient may need treatment to lower iron levels as excess iron can also cause damage to the patient's organs. Oxygen. Well, oxygen is everything, you guys. This will assist in adding O2 to the red blood cells and reducing shortness of breath. Statins. Now, we know that statins are primarily used to lower cholesterol. However, they may also reduce inflammation, which could assist with blood flow. Statins, however, just so you know, at this point in time, are considered experimental treatment. Other treatments. Bone marrow transplant. This is known also as a stem cell transplant. The basic premise is that the diseased bone marrow would be replaced by healthy bone marrow. You always want to assess for a stroke risk. They have a transcranial ultrasound that can be utilized for children as young as two years of age that have a high risk of stroke. However, the main treatment for everything is treating complications as they arise. There are some experimental treatments. There's gene therapy. This experiment involves inserting a normal gene into the bone marrow of a patient with sickle cell anemia. Fetal hemoglobin production medications. Different medications are tested to see if they can boost the production of fetal hemoglobin. And nitric oxide. And this may help prevent the sickle cells from sticking together. And I just kind of want to throw in a couple of nursing considerations there. You want, unless it's contraindicated, you want the patient to drink plenty of water to avoid dehydration. This can lead to a sickle cell crisis. Encourage a healthy diet and folic acid supplements. Avoid extreme hot or cold temperatures. Encourage regular exercise. Tell the patient they should fly on planes only with pressurized cabins. And have them use caution when traveling to high altitude areas. Supplemental oxygen may be required because there's actually less oxygen in these higher altitude areas. And ask a healthcare provider before using over-the-counter over medications. Some of over-the-counter medications can, cause, can actually contain ingredients such as pseudoephedrine, which can constrict blood vessels. So I hope this information on sickle cell anemia was helpful. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page at NurseStudyNet or online at NurseStudy.net for more nursing topics. This is Nurse Anna, hoping that you have a great week.